Welcome to Ahead of the Game, a podcast brought to you by the Digital Marketing Institute. This episode is a big Q&A, where we explore an area of marketing through a leading industry expert. I'm your host, Will Francis, and today I'll be talking to Paul Lewis, all about social selling. It's something we've heard lots about in recent years, where social media, and particularly LinkedIn, can play a central role feeding the sales pipeline with qualified leads. Well, Paul is a respected expert in this area, and he's going to share his process and lots of tactics with us today. Paul is a 20-plus year marketing veteran. He began his career in Los Angeles with the global ad agency BBDO. He then moved on to spend eight years at Experian, the world's leading global information services company. Since 2013, he's been overseeing the management, creation, and execution of social media marketing and sales enablement programs at the global tech company Pitney Bowes. He's also been an important contributor to the Digital Marketing Institute over the years. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Will. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Um, This is a popular topic. It's one that I get asked about in my work lots, uh, this this idea of social selling. Lots of people have heard lots about it, um, but I think lots of people are also still stuck with how to actually get started with it and gain value from it. So hopefully we can kind of, no pressure, but hopefully we can crack that <laughs> over the next uh, uh, 45 to 60 minutes. Um, so Look, let me let me just uh, you know let's set the scene before we get into the weeds. Um, just give me your simplest definition of social selling. What is it? It's a new approach to sales. I include the word "new" there, but I mean this 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 isn't new. It has been around now for uh, for quite some time. But um, you know, ultimately, it's enabling salespeople to zero in on on prospects via social media networks. Um, and you know, build a rapport with uh, with leads, and and you know, if it's done right, then you know, it can help build a sales pipeline. It can help accelerate the overall sales process. So you know, ultimately, I would say you know, it's it's really about educating and showing salespeople how they can leverage social media to be more effective in their in their day to day roles. So that's presumably uh, sort of higher up the funnel. That's kind of top of funnel activity that kind of then feeds into their more personal one-on-one approaches later down the funnel with prospects. Yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, really social selling can be, you know, part of the entire sales funnel. So, you know, Yes, a lot of people will use it, you know, at the top of the funnel in order to, you know, generate leads and, um, you know, try and spark those opportunities. But it also plays a role, you know, further down the funnel as well. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to this later on, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, a fundamental component really of any sort of account-based marketing program that, uh, you know, that you might undertake. Or if you're looking to cross-sell or upsell into, uh, you know, into an existing client, um, you know, it can be applied in, uh, you know, in that capacity. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's, you know, kind of limited to to the top end of the funnel, you know, it really does have a role to play throughout that sales cycle. I suppose the reason I thought it was more top of funnel is because you can do stuff at scale where you maybe reach, you know, maybe hundreds or even thousands, who knows, of people. 
And then as certain ones start to seem like kind of vaguely qualified leads or step forward in some way by engaging that we can then kind of bring them down the pipeline. But maybe that's not quite the right way of thinking about it. Yes, it can be applied in 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 that way. It's it's not necessarily geared towards being what I would say a mass marketing tool. You know, this is much more uh, very, very strategically focused, um, you know, on specific companies that you're targeting or, you know, specific personas that you're targeting, um, you know, and, and, and the whole basis here really is to build a relationship, a rapport with that individual, nurture them and kind of warm them up, so to speak. Um, and then obviously, you know, at the right moment, that's when you can then begin to, uh, you know, to try and move in with, dare I say it, the sales pitch. Yeah. So what's the first thing that a prospect might see from you? You know, what is that first encounter typically? It could be anything, really. It could be, you know, a simple connection request on LinkedIn. It could be that you engage with some content that uh, you know the person that you've identified has uh, has posted. Uh, that could be as simple as just liking it. It could be sharing it with your network. It could even be um, that you comment on that post, and maybe you comment on that post and you leave your comment open ended. So I'm 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 sure Will you're 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 familiar with open and closed questions you know if you comment on that post with an open question then you know that can prompt the uh, uh the person in question to then respond and hence you're beginning to open up a dialogue with them i see that's clever so yes it's it's it might be that a someone at a, a target company that you want to do business with has posted a piece of content and rather than just liking it and, you know, kind of trying to butter up to them in some way, you know, just like liking their stuff and sharing it, actually commenting on it and engaging them in conversation and asking a question like, how do you see this working with X, Y, and Z? And those kind of conversation starter questions, um, because they're quite hard to resist. If, some, you know, by the, from the original poster's point of view, it's unlikely they'll completely ignore that, isn't it? If you word your comment, um, you know, in such a way, it it it, it will. I'm not going to say in in every instance, but in most cases, anyway, it will prompt that individual to respond. That's a good point. Now, you did mention account based marketing, um, and I've come across this before, and sometimes people abbreviate it ABM. And just to explain that as well, that's about being very specific about the companies that you're marketing to. Like you say, rather than just blasting a whole industry, being really selective about who you want to work with ideally uh, and um, just trying to engage them. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Because it sounds to me what you're saying is social selling is about just a far more targeted approach, being more focused. And in terms of the more direct approach, like the, the kind of connection requests, how... You know, how do you go about that? Because I'm quite interested. I get a lot of different kinds of connection requests on LinkedIn, and I can see there's a few approaches. What's what do you think about that? So ultimately, I would say when it comes to the connection requests, 
each and every time, you know, if you're sending out a connection request, you know, I can't stress it enough. You need to personalize that connection request. It could be something very, very simple, like, you know, hi, Will, um, you know, as I'm continually expanding my network of, uh, you know, individuals that work in the, the marketing or the media and communication sector, I'd like to extend you an invite to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, it could be very, very, very simple, um, you know, like that. Then again, you know, you might want to work in um, a little more sort of personalization whereby, and if we come back to what you were saying just uh, just a moment ago, Will, about account-based marketing, you know, you might want to introduce something into that requ uh, connection request message that talks about either their role or the company that uh, that they work at as well yeah because a lot of the connection requests i get that the, the are personalized the people just simply say i'm looking to expand my network and that that, that doesn't yes I, I, I often think oh well i don't know if the, the personalization really added anything there i mean that's all i would say on that is like i say you've got to apply a little bit more context you know to what is the reason why you're connecting but what i'd also suggest um you know to uh, to everyone that's listening is you know if you're receiving these connection requests don't feel um that you have to accept each and every one of them Hello, a quick reminder from me that if you're enjoying our podcast series, why not become a member of the DMI so that you can enjoy loads more content from webinars and case studies to toolkits and more real-life insights from the world of digital marketing. Head to digitalmarketinginstitute.com forward slash ahead of the game to sign up for free. Now back to the podcast. Just stepping back, you you mentioned briefly when we chatted about you you have a kind of process for social selling am i right yes just give me just give me a uh an overview of that for now and then we can kind of dig into the various bits of it it's uh it's a simple process a simple methodology that uh, that i've pieced together um it really begins with you know building your personal brand on linkedin so positioning yourself in the right context, building out your profile, um, you know, ensuring that that profile is optimized and aligned, not just to the company that uh, that you work at, but at the same time, you know, if you're focused in, you know, the legal sector or, you know, if you're selling specifically, let's say, into, I don't know, finance, insurance, the banking sector, something like that, um, you know, ensuring that you're your LinkedIn profile speaks to those audiences. So that's, you know, that's really the, I would say the foundation, because ultimately any activity that you undertake on LinkedIn is likely to result in somebody clicking through to view your profile. So, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not positioning yourself in the right way. Yeah. Get your house in order before you go out and uh, invite people over kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 so that's the foundation. Um, and then we really come on to there. What I would say is a, a, a four step, you know, sort of process, a four step approach. First and foremost, it's what I class as step number one, the identification process. So, you know, this is where you're, you're going to go out 
you're going to carry out your initial prospecting activities, you know, on LinkedIn. Um, you know, you're going to look for those target personas, the people that uh, that you're specifically, uh, uh, you know, targeting. Um, you know, the accounts that uh, that are of interest to you. So that's the 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 initial process. Then you're going to move on to step number two, which is what I would say the research and the intelligence gathering. So this is where you're going to start reviewing those LinkedIn profiles, looking at those company pages um, and trying to glean and gather as much information as you possibly can on these individuals and um, you know on these companies that you can then go ahead and use to your advantage, you know, whether that's connecting with people or, you know, trying to engage them. So that's step number two. Number three um, is what I term sort of social, let's call it social monitoring or social listening, um, which is simply listening out or monitoring these individuals or these companies that you've expressed an interest in um, and, you know, try and and take in, try and consume the very latest information, um, you know, on these people, which once again, you know, you'll be able to, uh, you know, to hopefully leverage to, uh, to your advantage. And then our final step is that engagement process. So this is where we're now going to reach out to them. We're going to try and establish that, uh, that, that, that contact with them, and really, the goal here is once we have engaged with them, we're going to try and look to take that conversation from digital to physical, or in other words, taking it from online to offline. And if you can transition from LinkedIn to, you know, uh, a Zoom call or a Teams call, or, or you know, if um, you know, if you can, um, you know, even try and meet with that individual face to face. You know, that's 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 our ultimate goal. Um, and, and 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 really, from there, I'd say there's sort of a, a dotted line of, and you know, I think I touched upon this earlier on about, you know, once you've established you know, that connection and you started to build that relationship, then you can look for these cross-sell and upsell opportunities within uh, within that organization. Um, so those 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 are the the, the the sort of the four steps, you know, the uh, identify, research, monitor and engage. And again, that's all underpinned by the necessity for you to go out there on a regular basis and start posting content um, that your network and these individuals that, uh, that you're targeting are going to see. Um, and that should be a combination of, you know, content that your employer, your company is producing, but also at the same time, you know, sort of the third party content, um, you know, showing that you've got your finger on the pulse, that you understand what's going on within, you know, that particular vertical market. Um, and that all really does help to further build your credibility and really begin to position you as being a subject matter expert. Yes, definitely. The curated content. I think that's so overlooked by people. I, t I keep telling people do that. I was running a course this week and I used the example. There was one of my connections this week shared 
some good advertising creative work they'd seen on LinkedIn wasn't even theirs. And the last time I checked, they'd had 30,000 likes on this one post because it was like some student on Instagram that had redesigned the McDonald's Happy Meal. She credited the person, of course, in the post and you know all the right things. But at the end of the day, wasn't her content. She just said what she thought of it. She said she loved it. You know, it was quite emotive and the, the content itself was great. Um, and yeah, it sparked a huge amount of engagement and positioned that person, you know, my connection as uh, a leader, someone who's spotting the latest things and uh, sharing them to the network, you know, and that's, um, I mean, I think you could just do that. It will al- almost always overshadow your own content, really. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In, 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 in fact, Will, you know, from time to time, you know, when I've spoken at, uh, at conferences or, you know, been on webinars and, and, you know, one of the frequently asked questions is, well, okay, you say that, but, w- you know, where do I start finding this content? Um, you know, and my answer to that is, well, I mean, there's plenty of these, you know, sort of news aggregation feeds that uh, that you can begin to use. Um, you know, many of them are free, but probably the easiest way of doing it is just set up a Google alert. You know, have Google fire off an email to you on a on a daily basis, and um, you know, you 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 put your your keywords in, um, and um, you've just got to browse through it, and then determine, you know, is there anything amongst that that uh, that you think is worth posting that will be of value and be of interest to your network on LinkedIn, or you know, for that matter, any other social network that you're active on. Yeah, because and, and another really popular tactic I see my connections doing who are in marketing is taking video that they found on Twitter usually or or elsewhere and post like ripping that video file and uploading it to LinkedIn as an original post but again just crediting the creator with a link or uh, if they know who they are on LinkedIn you know tagging their their LinkedIn name Right, I want to go back and unpack some of those things because that that was great, and I love how you simplified that four step approach uh, of the actual, you know, the social selling part of it. So, firstly, it's it's identify. So that's that's finding the companies that you want to work with. Like it's a daft question, but how do we know who they are? Right, well, you know, what are your criteria for working out what what companies are targets in the first place? For me, um, I mean, I, so I I need to look at a specific uh, you know business unit within the company that I work for because we sell to such a wide breadth of uh, you know of different companies of uh, of different sizes. But um, you know, ultimately, you should be building a customer persona um, that will give you the basis of you know this is. The individual, the type of person that uh, that you know that we're looking to uh, that we're looking to approach, you know. So, for example, you know, it could be we are looking at companies that are based in you know the United States. They've got to be employing you know in excess of let's say a thousand people. Uh, they need to be in the retail sector. Um, and as for you know the types of individuals that we're that we're targeting, you know, they need to be working, let's say, within. Oh, I don't know, supply chain, logistics, distribution, um, you know, uh, they need to be, you know, of that sort of 
certain level so you know um, ultimately they need to be a decision maker or a key decision maker um, you know somebody that's been at that organization for let's say in excess of three years so you know they've got a firm firm foot in the uh, in the company um, so you know if 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 you can build that that persona um, and what I suggest is build that persona like the perfect target almost you just build this idealized picture of like who would be my absolutely perfect prospect yes exactly print it out and stick it up on the wall somewhere whereby you know you can continually refer to it it's very very easy i mean i'm sure we've all you know we've all done it at uh, at one time or another whereby you know we've started working on something and before we know it you know we're going completely off at a tangent and down you know uh, a different route um you know so pinning that on the wall just means to say you know that you can continually refer to it you know, so you're not going off at a tangent, um, and you know you're 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 completely focused on that persona um, and your target audience. And then, in terms of the second step, you know, what you which is research, and is the goal there matching up their problem with your solution? I'm coming at this from the angle of you know having run a market like an ad agency, so you know my process was always look at people who clearly have a problem with their digital marketing and work out what our you know what our solution is and and how that you know sounds compelling and and, and fits well uh, and that does take that bit of research looking at what they're doing what you can see publicly anyway right so is that kind of what you do with research is that sort of marrying of the their problem and your solution there's a couple of ways. Firstly, I completely agree Will, with what you know with what you're saying. You know, you're trying to identify a problem that either that individual that you're targeting is facing, or you know, maybe it's a common problem that you know people in that type of role face. Um, you know, or maybe it's something that you know you've identified as a as a, a possible problem with uh, you know within the company in question. Yeah, and the more unique you can make it to them, the better, right? Because there'll be everyone has everyone has the same problem, like in marketing, everyone has the same problem. We're not reaching enough people, but what's your what's the exact flavor of your problem as the prospect? And then trying to dig into that and go, mm, they're kind of not really nailing it on Instagram or something like that, and then. Kind of, you know, echoing that back to them. Let me give you an example. Um, so this is a this is a colleague of mine. Um, he's a sales director. He's um, he's targeting the retail sector, um, and specifically, uh, he's targeting those that are working. Uh, have, strangely enough, I, uh, I mentioned this just a few moments ago. People working in sort of e-commerce supply chain and uh, and logistics, um, and my colleague was specifically looking at retailers in the United States of a certain size within a certain region. Um, so he's identified who these companies are. And what we're trying to do is to sell into these companies um, solutions around fulfillment, delivery, and returns of their goods. My colleague went onto the websites of some of these companies and he's actually mapped out the journey 
that uh, a customer would take in order to search on their websites and go through that buying process. So he found an item, maybe it was added it to his, uh, you know, shopping cart, gone through the whole buying process. And, and, And in doing this, he is capturing, so he's screenshotting this entire journey. Then what he's done is he's continued to capture this journey um, once he's placed his order by tracking the delivery. And then upon receiving whatever it was that uh, that he ordered, let's say it was a coffee mug, um, he's then unpacked it, had a look at it, packed it back up again, and then gone through that process of returning it. Um, saying that, you know, maybe it wasn't what he was expecting, um, you know, and requesting a refund. So again, he's 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 capturing that entire journey as well. And then what we've done working together is we've identified around about six or seven individuals over at that retailer that would be responsible for part of that journey. Um, and then we've actually reached out to them through LinkedIn to say, we've gone through this process of buying, buying, you know, the buying process transaction on your website, dead easy, no problem at all. Um, maybe, you know, the delivery was pretty seamless. However, we had an issue when it came to returning, you know, the item. Um, and this is where Pitney Bowes can come in and, you know, this is where we can help you with, uh, with our returns solution. Um, so there was, you know, a lot of research that went into it, but it was very personal, um, you know, th- the individuals in question at this organization, you know, they had seen that we'd taken the time and the effort, you know, to understand their uh, their, their company, look over their website, look at the processes that, uh, that they're working to. And we've identified maybe a flaw in the system. Um, and now we're saying, you know, look, we can help you. Um, you know, address whatever this uh, this issue is. So, long example, but it, it just goes to show that you know this is more than just you know kind of trawling over somebody's LinkedIn profile or trawling over their website and looking for the latest and greatest news and insights. Um, you know, this is really getting into the depths of their company um, and understanding where the pain points may lie. Yeah, no, I like that. That's great. Um, I, I I really like that example because it's such a great start to what you know. If it's going to be a working relationship, yeah, it's a great start to show you're actually paying attention and that you care. And yes, it, you, you're doing it to make a sale, of course, and they get that. But it's it's a good start. I think we'd all want to work with companies like that who have that level of kind of. Um, you know, diligence and proactiveness and, and what have you, an initiative. So yeah, that's that's a that's a great example. So so that's the research bit and we get that. Though the next bit was the sort of intelligence, right? Monitoring. Monitoring. And this is about living in their world, living amongst the 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 sounds and noises of their industry there. Their, their company having that just wash over you passively over time, right? So over time you get to kind of live in their narrative and you know exist in their narrative for a bit so that you're just on board with what's been happening and that when that comes up in conversation even when you talk to them later down the line you'll sound like you're just really kind of clued into where they're at and what they've been up to you know 
Um, is that the kind of point of that? Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I should point out that while I class this as being sort of step three in the process, um, really this sort of monitoring and listening really needs to, uh, you know, to form a part of the entire process, you know, so you, you're not just going to do it at this stage, um, you know, even when you move on to, you know, the next step in this, uh, in this chain. Um, you still need to continually be listening and monitoring as to, you know, what these people are saying or, you know, what's going on at, uh, at these companies, just so that you keep abreast with, you know, all the latest, greatest, uh, you know, news and insights that you can try and capitalize on. Yes, true. That's good. And then the last bit is the approach, like you say, and that could be, I mean, we, we, we use the LinkedIn request because it's public, right? You really, isn't it? It's because, you know, you can't, we can't just walk up to people's offices and start talking to them. Do you think it's okay to approach via guess, guess their email address or, you know, use a service like Hunter to find out their email address format and approach like that? Or You do have those options. I would say you're best to try and avoid those. Um, and... By sending an, 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 an email anyway, even if you are fortunate enough to have the uh, the individual's email address, I mean, you know, ask yourself, are they really going to see your email anyway? I mean, how many emails do we all receive on a daily basis? And, you know, what, uh, you, you know, why would yours pop out on, the, you know, in their inbox from, you know, from any, any of the others? What, um, you know, what I would say in answer to, uh, you know, to that, Will, is you're looking to take the warmest approach the warmest path through to that uh, to that individual if there is a mutual connection if there is somebody maybe that you know a colleague of yours um, that is already connected to the individual in question or maybe you know is connected to somebody else at uh, at the company you know try and use that individual to facilitate an introduction. Um, that's the whole purpose of LinkedIn. You know, if you're taking the time to build a network, then, you know, go ahead and leverage that network and use it to uh, use it to your advantage. I'll give you a great example, Will, uh, and I'm guilty of doing this myself. Okay. So, you know, uh, how many how many how many how many times have um you know have you gone to an industry event a conference you know um a seminar whatever it may be and during lunch or you know a coffee break or whatever you know you've been chatting away with people and you may have exchanged back in the day business cards yeah I'm guilty of this myself. So, you know, I've gone along to a conference. At the end of the conference, you know, I've walked away with, let's say, 25 business cards or 35 business cards, whatever it may be. And what have I done? I've returned to my office. I've taken those business cards. I've put them in the top door of uh, top drawer of my desk, never to look at them again. <laughs> um, you know, and you know, it, it kind of got me thinking, well, what was the purpose in collecting those business cards in the first place? Yeah. Apply, you know, apply that to, uh, you know, to your LinkedIn network. What's the purpose of going out there and building a LinkedIn network if you're not going to make that network work for you? 
Um, so, you know, like I say, this is where, you know, it comes down to if there is a mutual connection that you can call upon that might be able to make that introduction to the individual that you've identified, that's going to be your best approach. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, in terms of LinkedIn, just a couple of LinkedIn specific things. Firstly, I'm, uh, you know, I, I really like LinkedIn ads. I've gotten a lot of value out of that for, you know, promoting things. But how does LinkedIn, how can LinkedIn ads play a role in social selling? So I've got a colleague of mine um, who is responsible for overseeing all uh, social media advertising at Pitney Bowes. We work very, very closely together. Um, if uh, we have, uh, you know, a LinkedIn advertising campaign that is running, um, we will work together and ensure that, you know, if I am targeting specific companies or specific personas as part of my, you know, social selling activities that, uh, that I'm undertaking with various sales reps, um, you know, the, the ad campaign itself mirrors that target audience. Yeah. Um, at the same time, and, you know, an, a, a, a nice little tip here for uh, for anyone that uh, that's listening that might have access to uh, LinkedIn Sales Navigator which is the the, the premium version there's uh, a specific feature within Sales Navigator called Smart Links so what that enables you to do is package up content you then generate uh, a trackable URL and then when you send that URL out to um uh, you know your 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 prospects, and they click on the URL to view the content. You'll get notified about it. Well, what I've done is mirrored or teamed our LinkedIn advertising campaigns with our social selling and smart links usage. So we've you know produced these smart link presentations. We've generated the trackable URL, and it's that trackable URL um, that we're using as part of our LinkedIn advertising campaign. Yeah. Um, so not only are we getting all the metrics in terms of, you know, click-throughs and impressions and likes and shares and what have you from you know from the advertising campaign but we're actually taking it a step further whereby we know exactly who it is that's clicking through to view that content um because of the trackable url that uh, that smart links has provided us so you know the two really do you know work hand in hand i can imagine how you would tee up approaches um, through uh, promoted content in that way. Yes, it's it's very, very effective to link your advertising campaigns and your social selling activities when it comes to, uh, you know, sort of any account-based marketing activity that, uh, that you might undertake. Just a very specific question, just thinking about ads. Have you had much experience with the lead generation ads where you ask people for, email address or other personal info in return for something we've um i mean again this is probably more of a, a question to post to uh, to my colleague that, uh, that oversees advertising but yes we have started using um the lead gen ads um and we've had yeah we've had a reasonable amount of success from them um of uh, of late i think you know ultimately it comes down to you know, what is the content that sort of sits behind that lead generation ad? Um, you know, again, it's got to it's got to add value, it's got to offer something, um, as opposed to 
you know, making the mistake. And I actually, I won't name any names, but um, I was served a, uh, a LinkedIn lead generation ad two or three weeks back now, which just caught my attention. And I clicked through, it asked for some details, and then it took me through to a web page, which then asked me to provide more details to actually then get to the content in question. And, you know, I just thought, well, that makes for a terrible experience because, you know, you're, you're asking me twice for, you know, information and, um, you know, it's just not going to, it's just not going to work. And what about in mail? Have you used that to much effect? Yes. Um, so for those people listening that, uh, that aren't familiar um, with, uh, with email, just to uh, provide some, uh, some context, email is a specific feature that comes part of the premium license on LinkedIn, which allows you to simply craft a message and send that message directly to anybody on LinkedIn, regardless of whether or not you're connected to that, uh, to that person. Um, Emails are, I would say, not as effective today as what they were maybe two, three, four years ago. Having said that, you know, it is still a channel that I would say should be used, but it would be the last way of approaching an individual. So, you know, if you can find another way to get to that person, whether it's sending a connection request, whether it's, you know, leveraging a mutual, you know, connection, whether it's joining a LinkedIn group that that person might be a member of and messaging them through the group. Um, you know, th- th- there are so many different ways that you can, that you can try and engage with, um, you know, with the person that you've identified, I would go with all of those before, you know, resorting to uh, to the email approach. Um, you know, if 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 I say will that through the emails that have been sent by my organisation so far this year. When I looked recently, I think our email acceptance rate on average was about 3.8%. Um, and that has dropped um, over the past few years. Then again, we're not sending as many emails as, uh, as what we used to. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really know what sort of the benchmark acceptance rate is for, uh, for an email. Um, it's clearly low, isn't it? And, and, you know, like you say, I think there are more natural, human, organic ways to, 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 to talk to people. Um, the in-mail does, you know, it's always going to feel like a marketing and sales approach, just the way it actually, you know, functions. And uh, so it's more of a last resort. I get that. Um, but that's good. That's really useful to hear your thoughts about it. Um, you talked at the beginning about getting your profile in order. Um, now, you, I noticed your profile. You have a kind of Pitney Bowes branded cover photo. You know, you very clearly wear the team colors. Um 
Uh, and it's another thing people often ask about, you know, to what extent should I be me? To what extent should I represent my company? Is that a bad thing? Is that sort of handing over my LinkedIn profile to them? Um, I often use the example of, you know, a footballer like Cristiano Ronaldo happily wears Manchester United shirts and stuff everywhere he goes for the time that he plays for Man United. And if he goes somewhere else, he'll wear their shirt. And that's fine. That's, that's that, you know, personally. Um, and so what do you think about that? And, and why did you take the decision to kind of, you know, take that approach yourself? Let me, let me start by saying first and foremost that your LinkedIn profile is your LinkedIn profile. So it is owned by you. It is not owned by your employer. Um, now, then again, you know, I would say that, you know, if you're going to be using LinkedIn for, you know, business purposes and for social selling, um, you know, and you are selling the products, the services, the solution of, uh, you know, of the company that uh, that you work at, it's, you know, it's going to be a good idea for you to try and align your profile in certain respects anyway to, uh, you know, to your employer. Um, so, you know, branding with that cover, you know, background, LinkedIn background, um, you know, using uh, a graphic there that, you know, talks about the product or the solution that you're specifically focused on, um, you know, at your, uh, at your company, you know, I mean, I look at it as prime real estate. Um, you know, this is, this is a great area in which to get a message across. Um, I do suggest that, you know, you look to, you know, to try and every so often change that cover photo. You know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, branded, you know, with, with, uh, you know, with your company. Um, you know, it, uh, it may focus, you know, next month, let's say on a particular news topic or a particular industry sector, which, you know, again, further builds your credibility and positions you as being, you know, that, uh, that subject matter expert. Um, so look to, look to change it up. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be a company branded image. Um, you know, you can always add your personal spin to it. Yes. Yes. You're, you're right. And, and LinkedIn's it's person led primarily anyway isn't it it's not that you're gonna it's not that companies and company pages are what really kind of gets visibility and drives the activity on linkedin it is all about the people you don't follow virgin you follow richard branson you don't follow microsoft you follow bill gates right correct i mean you know look obviously you can follow companies on linkedin so if you want to learn about those companies you know visit their page click the follow button and you'll receive you know their posts in your feed um when you're visiting the profile though of uh, you know of somebody on linkedin you're there to learn about that like you say will that person um you know how 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 can um you know this person you know, help me, um, you know, if, uh, you know, if they're the expert in the field, you know, how can they, you know, assist me to, uh, you know, to overcome these pain points, these problems that, uh, that I'm facing. So they're there to learn about you. They're not there, you know, to learn again, um, you know, necessarily about, uh, about your company. Okay. So just to kind of wrap up in some way, cause it's a big topic. I get that. But what simple steps, just to really kind of break it down into things that people could do fairly immediately, 
What simple steps could listeners take to get started with social selling? Simple steps. Start small. So, you know, don't look, you know, to kind of roll out an enterprise-wide, you know, social selling program. So start small. Try and, you know, uh, identify, uh, let's say, um, three or four people maybe that uh, that could be part of a pilot program. Um, look for, um, in fact, I, I definitely encourage this, look for an internal sponsor. Uh, sponsor. Um, try and get somebody senior within the enterprise that's going to buy into this. Uh, somebody that understands the role that social media plays, get them to act as the project sponsor. They will help drive things forward. They will help you to get the exposure across the business. Um, and, uh, and you know, hopefully as, uh, as you move forwards, then you'll be gay, you know, be able to, uh, to expand and, uh, and scale the program. So pilot program to begin with, with, um, like I say, a project sponsor, test the waters maybe you'll want to take the premium license on uh, on linkedin so sales navigator you might want to take that for let's call it a test drive before you actually you know start investing your hard-earned uh you know marketing budget um or sales budget whoever the social selling program is going to sit with you know take that for a test drive first of all you know um see what benefits that uh, that you can get out of it get the feedback from the salespeople that form part of your uh, pilot program ultimately ask them if it helped um and get them to then start spreading the word um and before you know it you know your uh, your program will be up and running is this just a linkedin thing social selling no for me LinkedIn is the primary platform purely because at Pitney Bowes, we're selling to a B2B audience. And obviously, LinkedIn is the world's largest professional B2B network. Having said that, you know, you would be foolhardy to be, you know, ignoring Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, because there's so much information, you know, within those networks as well that you can use to your advantage. So whereas you might, you know, sort of focus you know, the majority of your time on uh, on LinkedIn, um, there's nothing from stopping you, you know, from looking up a particular individual or, you know, researching a company by looking at their Instagram handle, um, you know, or looking at their Twitter handle, um, you know, and gathering more information there. I have one example. It's going back quite a number of years ago now, whereby um, we were looking at uh, an individual that was based in Italy. I think he was like the chief technology officer of a, a technology company. But I remember finding out through, I think it was Facebook, that this guy was part of a Harley Davidson group. Um, and he was fanatical about riding Harleys. Didn't know that from LinkedIn. Found that out, though, on, uh, on Facebook. Um, and we use that as, uh, as an icebreaker. So, um, yeah, don't kind of put all your eggs in one basket. Um, you know, factor in the, uh, the other social networks as well. Because like you say, at the end of the day, it's about giving you the most complete picture of your prospect so that you can just have maximum relevance to them um when you actually approach them right and and that could be when researching companies or people it all sort of gives you a more yeah complete view on what matters to them what their 
issues are, uh, what, what, what motorcycles they ride, whatever it is, right, to kind of improve the quality of that approach. Paul, thanks so much. That's been really insightful. Um, one last question for you. Where can our listeners find you online? Best place. I mean, we've we've probably said it on numerous occasions, but uh, obviously find me on LinkedIn um, and you'll also find me on, uh, on Twitter. So my uh, Twitter handle is Paul underscore A underscore Lewis. So uh, yeah. LinkedIn and uh, and Twitter are the uh, are the primary networks that uh, that I'm active on, and uh, yeah, please do uh, uh, follow me, send me a connection request, personalised connection request, and uh, I'd be uh, be very very happy to uh, to add you to my network. I will do that imminently. Paul, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time, and um, take care of yourself. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, Will. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about transforming your marketing career through certified online training, head to digitalmarketinginstitute.com. Thanks for listening.